Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Substack is tricky, but don't be fooled. You can subscribe totally free. It would really mean a lot to me if you do. I hope you enjoy this letter. Subscribe. Welcome to the block. In honor of Pride this month, I decided to take a moment to appreciate the progress that the LGBTQ community has made in the struggle for civil rights, and also to highlight where progress is desperately needed. An article titled, The Changing Landscape of Global LGBTQ Rights from the Council on Foreign Relations sums it up nicely. The United States has long been an important battleground for LGBTQ rights, and U.S. leadership has been prominent in defending them worldwide. However, a rapid expansion of protections in the United States during the Barack Obama administration was stalled, or in areas such as health care and military service, even reversed by the Donald Trump administration. Trump also deprioritized the promotion of LGBTQ plus rights in U.S. foreign policy. This erosion of the U.S. global standing on human rights issues poses an initial challenge for President Joe Biden, who is expected to pursue robust LGBTQ plus rights advocacy. Biden is likely to face resistance from conservative lawmakers and judges, but his commitment to using executive powers evident in the signing of an executive order on his first day in office to protect LGBTQ plus Americans from discrimination bodes well for the restoration of the United States' standing as a global leader in the defense of such rights. I've included in the text a history of some milestones in global LGBTQ plus rights. In 1791, France becomes the first nation to decriminalize homosexuality. I'm going to skip some things here, but I'm picking out some that are very interesting. In 1978, the rainbow flag, now a ubiquitous symbol of gay pride and liberation, is first unfurled in San Francisco. In 1989, Denmark becomes the first country to recognize same-sex civil unions. Eleven years later, the Netherlands becomes the first to legalize same-sex marriage. In 2005, the U.S. State Department begins including abuses against LGBTQ individuals in its annual country reports on human rights practices. In 2009, the president of Iceland becomes the world's first openly gay elected head of state. In 2010, Argentina becomes the first Latin American country to recognize same-sex unions. Two years later, it recognizes transgender rights, another first in the region. In 2013, Barack Obama nominates five openly gay men to serve as ambassadors. The U.S. Supreme Court extends federal marriage benefits to same-sex couples. Two years later, it recognizes marriage equality in all U.S. states and territories. In 2018, India's Supreme Court decriminalizes homosexuality. In 2019, Taiwan legalizes marriage equality, a first in East Asia. And in 2020, Russia passed a constitutional amendment to ban same-sex marriage. I've also included in the text a map of the current state of LGBTQ rights around the globe. You can see in the map, in North America, Western Europe, Australia, South Africa, and much of South America, same-sex marriage is legal, or in some cases, has constitutional protection. On the flip side, in Syria, Lebanon, and many countries in Africa, people can still face imprisonment for same-sex sexual acts. Other countries in the Middle East, including Iran and Saudi Arabia, still impose the death penalty, while countries like Jordan and Egypt have de facto criminalization. Israel is by far the most progressive country in the Middle East when it comes to this issue. In Israel, same-sex sexual activity was legalized in 1988, while discrimination on the grounds of sexual orientation was prohibited in 1992, and after a landmark court decision in 2008, same-sex couples are allowed to adopt. Israel's laws fall into the limited or uneven protection category, with countries like Italy, Greece, Chile, South Korea, and Japan. The last category, no protection or criminalization, includes countries like Russia, China, Jordan, Turkey, and India. 
The last category is clearly a catch-all, as homosexuality is decriminalized in India, while Russia passed a constitutional amendment banning same-sex marriage, and they're in the same category. I'm proud that here in America, my LGBTQ friends have the freedom to love who they want. But that right is under attack. The Supreme Court will hear a case this month, Fulton versus the city of Philadelphia, where a Catholic social services agency contracted by the city is trying to deny rights to same-sex couples. The important question in the case is whether same-sex couples are allowed the same protection against discrimination as racial minorities, or whether religious groups can define marriage as being only between a man and a woman. I can't believe I'm actually writing this in 2021 in America, but unfortunately, the right to love freely is not as protected as it should be, and it needs our constant support. One great way is by supporting the Equality Act being considered in the Senate. I wish it hadn't taken so long to get it there. In closing, I'm proud that the largest pride parade in the world happens right here in the USA, in New York City. As of June of 2019, the largest LGBTQ events in other parts of the world include in Europe, in Madrid, Spain, in Asia, Taipei, Taiwan, in the Middle East, in Tel Aviv, Israel, in Oceania, in Sydney, Australia, and in Africa, in Johannesburg, South Africa. I'll never forget going to the Pride Parade in San Francisco a few years ago with one of my close gay friends. I thought he was coming to visit me, but he really just came for the Pride weekend. I was happy to have him crash on the couch, and I was incredibly inspired by the energy of the celebration that year. And while it's certainly time to celebrate again now, it is also important to remember that the struggle is not over. There's more work to do. Freedom comes in all shapes and sizes, and liberty comes in many colors, including rainbow. Until next time. Blah. this letter resonated with you, I encourage you to reach out and let me know. If you would like to receive free updates from me every week with timely tips to upgrade your investing, text UP to 844-294-4952. All right, here comes your market close snapshot for Thursday, June 10th, 2021. In U.S. bond yields and global equities, the 10-year was down another 3.5% today to 1.442. The 30-year was also down over 1.5%. The Dow Jones was flat, the NASDAQ was up almost a percent, and the S&P 500 was up half a percent. It's at its all-time high. The Russell 2000 was down almost a percent, and in international equities, the Euro 350 was down over a percent, and the Shanghai Composite had the best day. It was up half a percent. In the USA Big 8 stocks, Amazon and Amgen both had good days, up 2%, and Walgreens led the way, up 3.5%. In the China Big 8 stocks, Baidu and Tencent Holdings had a good day. Baidu was up 1.8% and Tencent Holdings was up 1.4%. In U.S. banking, fintech, and crypto, Square and PayPal both had good days. Square was up 3.3% and PayPal was up 2.2%. Bitcoin was down 2.3% to 36545 and Ethereum was down 6% to $2,453. In mining metals and foreign exchange, The GDAX was up 2.5%, and gold and silver both had good days. Gold was up half a percent, and silver was up 0.9%. The dollar index was flat, still hovering around 90. And finally, in commodities, oil was up half a percent, over $70 a barrel, and aluminum and iron ore were both up. Aluminum up 1%, and iron ore up 0.8%. All right, thanks for joining. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening. As always, 
Nothing in this letter should be construed as financial advice. I know you get tired of hearing it, but please subscribe if you haven't already. Cheers.